It's Monday night. It's November 20th, 2023. And since it's Monday night and since it's 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, you know what that means. It's a brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show streaming live on the ISC Sports Network as well as the ISC Sports Network YouTube channel and their Twitter slash X page and on the Tan and J-Man Show Facebook page. And if you're listening to this podcast on your favorite audio podcast platform, please hit that subscribe button and give us a rating and review. Really helps us out a lot. I'm Tanner Lee, co-host Josh the J-Man Mutt just woke up from a nap and he's ready to rock and roll. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, yeah, uh, I could go back to sleep for about six hours. I bet. Uh, That's how I was about two hours ago. I just kind of hit a wall all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm really sleepy. Yeah. It's, it's a nasty day here and it's central time. It gets dark at four 55 now. So just one of those days I'm ready to get these uh, next two days out of the way. So I get the rest of the week off for, uh, yes, yes, it is Thanksgiving week. So happy early Thanksgiving to all of our listeners and viewers. Hope everybody eats a ton of food on Thanksgiving. It's the one day to throw the diet out the window. Just go I'll even book it that I will eat a ton of food. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that book it. I believe that book it, but do you have a birdie or bogey trivia question ready for me tonight? I am four strokes down. I pretty much need a miracle to get back in this thing. You, you got a shot. I I, I will. Oh, yeah. I, I don't oh. want to say you should get it, but you got a shot. Um, and you, you might've seen it yesterday. Uh, Josh Allen um, now has the most touchdowns by a quarterback uh, through the first six seasons of a career. What two quarterbacks has he passed this season? I did not see this. That's a really good. That's a really good question. Yeah, Josh Allen. I hate quarterback questions. I, they're tough. They're <laughs> tough. Um, I'm, I'm not going to give you a hint. One, no, don't give me hints. Uh, one for a par, two for a birdie, and zero for a bogey. Uh, but uh, birdie bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House is upkill cuisine in a casual atmosphere, located at 703 Main Street. In Rochester, Indiana. Uh, let's see. Uh, this Wednesday night, November 22nd, come and start your night of partying off with great food and Ike and Dave from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, don't miss out on great live music at the Arlington Public House on Wednesday. So Yeah, what what do they call Wednesday? It's, I know it's Black Friday. Blackout Wednesday, isn't that what the, what yeah, the night before this like, is called? Yeah, the um, most popular night to like go out to bars and stuff. Yes, because um, usually that's the night where a lot of people you haven't seen yeah. for a while are back in your town, or uh, you know, for getting ready for family Thanksgiving. So yeah, uh, which makes sense. But uh, as always, Monday night, two dollar whole smoked wings and one dollar off domestic brewskis um, at Arlington Public House tonight. So get some grub and some drinks. Get some- Get some grub, and you might as well get some veggies while you're there, too. You might as well just grab yourself some veggies as well. <laughs> well, um, you want to get the On This Day segment going real quick I, to start yes. the program? Because we have a lot to go over tonight. I will educate you here real quick. On this day in 1866, French inventor Pierre Lelement patents the rotary crank bicycle. So. Rotary crank bicycle. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what a rotary crank bicycle is, but uh, the Frenchman did something well. 
Um, on this day in 1952, Chicago Cubs slugging left fielder Hank Sauer wins the NL MVP. Nothing sour about that. <laughs> You're a regular Eric Lee with that one. <laughs> uh, 1962, Mickey Mantle wins AL MVP for his third time. He was pretty solid. On this day in 1966, the Dallas Cowboys sacked Pittsburgh's quarterbacks. It must have been multiple quarterbacks. An NFL record 12 times. Oh, that would just be brutal. That would be mis- That would be a miserable watch. That would be terrible. Um, on this day in 1969, Brazilian soccer icon Pele scores his 1,000th career goal. Yeah, Pele was pretty darn good. Pretty, pretty good. We are uh, big soccer, big soccer oh, fans. Huge, huge. <laughs> On this day in 1977, Steve Largent begins NFL streak of 177 consecutive games with a reception. That is absurd. Yeah. Is he the greatest Seahawk of all time? Yes. I can comfortably say yes. He's the most well known. Um, he owned it. Days anyway, but. Uh, yep. On this day in 1977, also in 1977, Walter Payton rushed for a then-NFL record 275 yards. Sweet. Sweetness. One of the best ever. I saw a guy wearing a Walter Payton jersey yesterday. Yeah. On this day in 1985, New York Yankees and Evansville native Don Mattingly easily wins AL MVP. I've never seen it say easily wins. <laughs> I wonder AL what the vote MVP. count was. Must have been. It didn't say unanimous, but it said easily. Yeah. Um, on this day in a um, bunch of MVPs, uh, who won the NL MVP on this day in 1991? 91, so a year before we were born, NL MVP. I can't even think who played in the NL in 1991. Um, Daryl Strawberry, I have no idea. I could give you a hundred... Maybe a thousand <laughs> guesses, and you would not have gotten it right. Terry Pendleton. Never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, are you hearing static on my end? Just started to. Okay. Something with my mic's going on. I don't know what it is. Okay. It is. Now I can't hear you at all. <laughs> I cannot hear you. We're having some technical difficulties, folks. Gotta love live television, live podcasts. Josh is trying to fix his mic. I don't have the on this day up, or I would read it up and read it myself. Um, I still cannot hear you, Josh. Um, <laughs> try not to read lips, everybody. Um, yes, yeah, so well, I will bring the on this day up and uh, keep going where Josh left off here. Um, just uh, be patient with me here a second. All right, let's see. Let's see. So we left off a of 91. Let's see if we have anything else good here. A lot of college football stuff with the rivalry week coming up. Um, ah. On this day, 1997, Philadelphia Flyers' Eric Lindros tried to bite San Jose Sharks defenseman Marty McSorley. <laughs> I love that I get to say Marty McSorley 
on this podcast because I do another podcast and Marty gets brought up a lot. So that is really funny. Uh, still cannot hear you, Josh. Uh, your mic was muted. I unmuted you, but I, I can't. No, I can't hear you. Um, let's see here. On this day in 2000, Bobby Labonte won the 52nd NASCAR Sprint Cup. Uh, he went on to have a pretty good career as a NASCAR driver. He drove fast and turned left really well. Um, let's see here. On this day in 2006, Jimmy Johnson won the 58th Sprint Cup. I believe he won six of those, if I'm not mistaken, in his career. One of the best to ever do it. No, I... Excuse me, he won seven of them because on this day in 2016, he won the uh, Ford EcoBoost 400 at Miami Homestead Miami Speedway to claim equaling seventh Sprint Cup Series record. Dale Earnhardt and Richard Petty also had seven. Um, Josh, you might have to exit and come back out or something. Um, let's see here. And that's going to do it for the On This Day. Not a great list for sporting events on November 20th. But like it is every week, the On This Day segment is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of Texas with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your sign order. So get those sign orders in. It's the perfect time to get, get the order in before Christmas. We're all, literally almost just a month away for Christmas. So get those sign orders in. And that can make you any sign from sports signs, the military signs, the family signs, the growth charts like the Reed said, whatever you need. That's got you taken care of. 15% off your first sign order. Get your orders in. Welcome back, J-Matt. My apologies. I have no idea what happened. That's but, all right. Uh, Technology's here, here we are. goofy, goofy yeah. at times. So, um, yes. Uh, what, take, what, what do you want to take carry us, on with here? I was going to say, take us in whatever direction you want. Uh, you want to talk some college football? Uh, Let's get do some it. College football out of the way. Um for whatever reason, this is the probably second least amount of college football I've watched um, my entire life, for whatever reason. I didn't watch a lot um, over the weekend. I watched the Purdue game, and then, I, I don't know, I just didn't really feel like watching college football the rest of the day, so I didn't watch <laughs> I much. Yeah. I, was, I was a little frustrated, mm-hmm. so. I uh, didn't watch a whole lot in 2020, which it was a – very weird. Oh, you you meant as a season. You as a season. As a, just, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I uh, haven't watched a whole lot this year. So, uh, and I'm having a hard time getting into college basketball, too. So, it's been, uh, I don't know if my uh, my college football or my college fandom has not exactly ceased, but um, it's just, I, I don't know if it's the transfer portal or the conference realignment or anything, but it's just, I'm just having a hard time. And I got to apologize to everybody uh, in advance. You might, everybody's might have seen my reaction and act like why I'm reacting. Purdue is currently playing Gonzaga in the Maui Invitational in basketball. So I have that on my other monitor here. And I I am uh, re- watching the game as I do the podcast. So 
Uh, Purdue is currently up 60 to 53 and shooting one free throw with five minutes and 44 seconds left. If if you see some fist pumping, you know what uh, what's going on. They just got an and one, so I was kind of I was kind of happy then. Or if you see the monitor just going across the room. <laughs> Uh, what's the score of that Indiana game, uh, if you know? Uh, that's got to be getting close to the end. They they were losing. Uh, they're up five with a minute left. Indiana um, is? Yeah. Well, Kenny bad Payne bad has bad yet loss. to have a win away from the Yum Center as Louisville's coach. So. Does he have a win against a Power 5 opponent yet or a high uh, major yet? Unless they I did last know. year. But I don't got I'm going to go. I'm going to let my dog out, out of the room real quick. He's being a pain. All so. right. Um, yeah, college football over the weekend in the Big Ten, we had, um, of course, you have Michigan playing. Um, they played uh, Rutgers, I believe. No, Penn State played Rutgers, and um, Penn State's still struggling to score. Uh, I was I was talking about Penn State a little bit. They're struggling to score, and and we were going to get into this about head coaches you could think we think could be fired. Um, I don't think James Franklin's one of them, but uh, I think it's uh, the natives are getting restless there. Well, uh, and the thing is, I, I think this was the team to do something with, and he lost to the two big boys in Ohio State and Michigan, and now you're adding four pretty good schools next year. Yeah. I, I don't know if Penn State will ever do it. Yeah, unless they make the right hire, which I don't even know who that could possibly be. But um, I see that, but the playoff is expanding to 12 next year. So maybe it's not out of the realm that, you know, other teams can stick they, in sometime. They should be able to stay in that, could be able to stay in that top 12 at least uh, to yeah. get in. I mean, uh, they'll still but, be a uh, top four team in the Big Ten, I would think, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine Washington's going to replicate what they've been doing now that Penix is going to be gone. Lincoln um, Riley can't do nothing. He sucks. Watch, watch out for Lincoln Riley maybe being on that chopping block after two years, which would be crazy. To but about. he's not doing anything with all that talent. So nothing. Yeah, he has a generational quarterback, and they're about to be seven and five. Um, which and even, I mean, a lot of Oklahoma fans I think are pretty happy he left now. I know they're mad at the time, but in Oregon, Oregon's good. But I mean, are they gonna? And they they've been good for a while. But how good are they gonna be after Bo Dix? Bo Nix. Uh, <laughs> Uh, graduates and then um, UCLA sounds like they're gonna fire Chip Kelly, who I thought was doing Just a pretty stupid. good job out there. Yeah, I don't he, understand. He took over a dumpster fire that had been yeah. left there and yeah. built them back up to be pretty good. Um, they're good last year and they're solid this year. Yeah, just I wonder they don't have fan support out there really for either of the LA schools. Um, oh. And I, I I don't know how you get it out there because really fan the only team that really has good fan support Dodgers do and the Lakers that's about it uh, college yep. athletics will never go very well out there so nope nope but kind of round, round the Big Ten Michigan survived a scare from Maryland yeah they did um, Ohio State killed Minnesota uh, yeah. Michigan State won at Indiana and actually really entertain Indiana's find themselves in some entertaining games yeah, yeah. lately especially if you don't care who wins and you're just watching. Um, Purdue lost to Northwestern. Now Northwestern is bull eligible, which is what a story. It's crazy there, unbelievable. Nick Nick Braun, um, is the uh, or David Braun, not Nick. Jeez, I'm David Braun is, uh, is not the interim anymore. They named him full time head coach as they should. Um, I still think that's a game of if Purdue starting quarterback Hudson Card was healthy. I think that's a game Purdue wins because 
why I was so frustrated is Purdue outplayed Northwestern and, and lost the game. That that was the frustrating thing. Um, but they can't they can't run the ball in short yard situation. Third and one, fourth and one, fourth and short, third and short. They can't get first downs. So yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I I do think they know who their backup quarterback can be next year. Now going forward, I think they kind of had a competition between two guys, and one definitely outplayed Ryan Brown outplayed a. Been a Meredith, in my opinion. I I watched um, fourth quarter of that game. I don't. Did, did he throw it? Because I I saw him take off a bunch. He's more um, of a runner, but he did. I he threw two picks. Um, I'm trying to find. I'm gonna pull his stats up right now because I am curious how many times he threw the ball. Uh, he was 12 for 16 for 104 mm, yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. Ben Meredith was five for seven for 36 yards, but rushing wise. Meredith was four carries for seven yards. Brown was 21 carries for 85 yards. Yeah, yeah. So he ran it a lot. And this, I will say this about Ryan Walter's team, is probably the best running attack I've ever seen a Purdue team have. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mockaby at 85 or 54 yards, and then Tyron Tracy, back-to-back games, he's went over 100 yards. He had 160 yards um, on Saturday. So, But it was frustrating. I mean, defense did enough. Get Purdue a chance, and uh, they just couldn't take advantage. So now you're gonna have a three and eight against three and eight bucket game, and it's surprisingly the first bucket game in nine years where um, neither team can make a bowl. <laughs> so interesting. Yep. Um, yep. Wisconsin found a way to beat Nebraska. So after Nebraska being like, man, Nebraska might been, win the West. They haven't won a game since four game losing streak, and now they have to win a home game against Iowa to uh, make a bowl. Now it'll come down um, to the buzzer. Always does. Like oh, it yeah. always does. Yeah. Um, Illinois found a way to choke against Iowa, which you could see coming. Um, they shouldn't have lost. They really shouldn't have lost that game either. But Bielema has been outscored by 50 points in the fourth quarter this year. They're positive point difference on every other quarter besides the fourth. Um, he, he he gets conservative and he's he's scared to really do anything to go win the game and it's costing them. It continues to cost them. So it's got to figure that one out. Yeah. Outside the big 10, uh, Florida state, man. Yeah, uh, that's bad. Jordan Travis goes down with an absolutely horrific injury. So of course done for the season. And, but he, I, I pose this question to you. They, they play Florida this week, which Florida is not that great. And that's a coach I think could be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Billy Napier. For two years. Um, um but you can kind of throw out the record book sometime in rivalries, and that's probably one. Uh, but say they beat Florida, and then they're going to face Louisville, which I just threw up my mouth, um, in, the, in the ACC championship. Say they beat Louisville with this backup quarterback. There's no way that a committee can say no to them going undefeated yeah. if they go undefeated, right? Yeah, they, they have to be in. Yeah, yeah. Um, if the committee were to say that, that'd be wrong for one. Yes, but. They, they have been kind of sneaking by some teams as well. They haven't exactly been, which the same could be said for Washington, though. They're not blowing anyone yeah. out at this point. Nope. They're sneaking by, and they keep winning. That's all that matters. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that, that Travis injury was awful. He was obviously – he wasn't going to win the Heisman, but he was in that conversation. And uh, been one of the best players in the country so far. So what, what teams do you think have a legit shot to get in the 14 playoff right now? Um – Ohio State, Michigan. If we're yep. talking Big Ten, I think uh, w- one of those will go regardless because Iowa has no shot against either of them. Um, Georgia's going to get in. Georgia, 
I wouldn't say struggled early, but they weren't blowing teams out. Now they're just destroying teams. Yep. So they're back. Yep. Um, so they're legit. But then and you the- know what's weird about that? Georgia's killing teams. They're back to back national champions and they don't bother me like Alabama does. No, I, I, yeah. I don't know why. I'm it's weird. You. Like, I don't know. It's just said. W- no. I remember saying the same thing about Clemson, though, and I can't stand Clemson now. Which Kirby's a, lo- a little more likable than Dabo, he's, though. Yeah, D- Dabo's the reason for that one. I mean, Carson um, Beck, man, he's early. As long as he comes back to school, he'll, he'll be the favorite to win the Heisman, I think, next year. Yeah, yeah he's starting to play really he's well. Good. Um, Oregon, Washington. I, I, I think the winner of the Pac-12. Um, are, are they in the same division in the Pac? I don't know how the Pac-12 There's works. no divisions anymore. No divisions anymore? Okay. So I assume they'll play in – uh, the conference championship. I think the mm-hmm. winner gets in, um, especially if it's Washington. Maybe you can leave a one-loss Oregon team out. So would um, a one-loss one Pac-12 champion get in over the loser of Ohio State-Michigan? Especially if Ohio State-Michigan is a really close game? I would say no. I I would say, yeah, should should – Ohio State or Michigan lose, and then Oregon wins the Pac-12. I think they probably take Michigan or Ohio State over Oregon, which mm-hmm. which is probably which is probably not right either because I think Bo Nix is probably in that top two right now for the Heisman, especially after throwing six touchdowns in the first yeah. half against Arizona State. Uh, so if if you it'd be tough to leave out maybe the top Heisman hopeful, but the only other school I think for a real consideration would be Alabama. Um, Maybe Texas. Beat Auburn and then they oh, Texas, yeah. And the one lost Texas. Um, I don't think, and I'm not just saying this because it would literally make me puke. Um, I don't think Louisville can get in. No shot. Um, I mean, they, you know, if they beat Kentucky and then beat Florida State, they're one loss ACC champs, heck of a year. Not but you that. had a horrendous loss to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, give give me a one loss Oregon or a one loss Texas or even a one loss, maybe even a two loss Alabama over over Louisville. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, how about the Heisman? How about the, who? Who do you think got a shot? I think there's three guys in consideration, but two probably have a better shot than the other. The guy that is absolutely rolling right now and might actually be. The favorite is Jaden Daniels at LSU. Yes, but um, I hate how LSU let him play every single second of that game against Georgia State the other night. They're just trying to trying get to him to win the Heisman, to, yeah. to, which is smart because then you can use that as a recruiting pitch. Yeah, I, I I do think it's it's a three horse race, and that's Daniels, Knicks, and I think Marvin Harrison Jr. I agree, hundred percent. McCarthy's not there anymore. No, no, neither is a guy like Blake Corum or anything like that. But just think about this, Josh. We used to rip Bo Nix when he was Auburn's quarterback, <laughs> and now we're talking about him potentially well, winning the Heisman Trophy. It, it helps when you stayed in school for eight years. That's um, true. Gets better. Which I saw. There's two guys. Um, um, uh, Utah's Utah quarterback, quarterback. Rising come back yeah. for seventh year, and then Texas Tech's quarterback Taylor Sal put put his name in the transfer portal, and he'd be for seventh year somewhere. I mean, what, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing here yeah. in college sports? I thought this was a one time transfer portal. Yeah, uh, but it's still the COVID year stuff. I get that. But it used to be walk. like, yeah, this this guy's a fifth year guy. He, he can come in yes. and play, or this guy's yes. even he applied for a sixth year. Now it's a seventh year stuff, which. The the COVID stuff is drying up now, which is nice. Yes, because um, what are we doing? Kind of a nightmare, but yeah, I don't. I, I'm not even that big of a transfer portal guy, but I've come to accept it. But 
I, I accept it for one time. Yeah. If you're going to do it twice, no, 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 no. Yeah, you don't no, deserve. This isn't. And yeah. everybody, well, it's just like your employer. If uh, I mean, you could, you could, when you when you work, you choose to, you could choose to work wherever you want. And if head coaches could choose to leave, why can't the players? Well, I think they can do it once. Yeah. Then after once, it just it just gets too crazy. There's got to be a line. This can't be semi-pro. Yeah, it's getting it, closer, closer to semi-pro every day. It can't be free agency, and that's probably part of the reason why I've had a hard time yeah. getting into college football. I just don't know yeah. players anymore, or teams they're on, or well, and that's the thing. Like you know, and of course, I still want Purdue to win the bucket. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I'm like, get the win, get some positive momentum going to off season. But is there really such thing anymore? <laughs> Not anymore, because you got to make sure you got to keep your key guys, you yeah. know, you got to have some guys leave. You got to go get, it's just a new team every single year anymore. Yeah. It's just the new age of college football and college sports. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you got to re-recruit your players and before you even worry about adding on to your um, high school class or going out into the transfer portal and trying to get guys, uh, you got to re-recruit your players. It's uh, I'm, I'm sure the coaches absolutely hate it, which is probably why guys like Jay Wright got out. Bayheim yep. was forced out. Um, Coach K didn't want to stick around any longer. But yep. Um, Purdue is going to win over Gonzaga. They're up Good one. 12 with 40 seconds left. Yeah. So yeah, we were talking yeah, before the show. This is like the least no- notorious Gonzaga team because. Like it seems like the past five years they come into the year ranked in that top three and now they're ranked eleventh. So eleventh, yep. Uh, which so is really Purdue good. will play number seven Tennessee tomorrow night. Can't escape. Gonzaga will play Syracuse. Yeah. So Tennessee beat Syracuse earlier today, and then on the flip side you got Kansas and Chaminade, and then Marquette and UCLA play too. So. Did um, Purdue didn't really have great success against Hunter Dickinson, did they? At least in mm. Michigan they didn't. Not in Michigan. Um, they beat him last year in Mackey. I think the year before too. Hmm. I think. I'll say, you get to see your old, old buddy Hunter. That'd be if they if they can get there to Kansas on Wednesday, one against two in the country. That's that's a pretty, pretty big cool. game. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, this but, is a, one of the more we'll loaded see. Maui fields I can remember. Yep, we'll see. So uh, back to college football, though. Uh, you want to. You want to pick some games? Yeah, uh, I'm in agreement. I think Bo Bo Nix. I keep wanting to say Bo Dix. <laughs> Bo Nix N I X is going to probably win the Heisman. Yeah, um, I beat you and pick them this week in both uh, NFL and college. Thanks, Northwestern. Uh, but uh, starting Friday afternoon, we have Iowa at Nebraska. Oh, the nation will be watching this one. Actually, the nation probably will be will be watching this one. Honest to God, um, there's an NFL the game on Friday. Yeah, well. It's a good team against a team that's just put together by band-aids at their quarterback. The NFL is king, though. It is king. No, you're right. You're <laughs> right. It is king. It is, it is king. I'm taking the Hawkeyes for six. Oh, man. Uh, Switching it up. Give me Nebraska for three. Uh, I keep picking against Iowa, and they, sh- they should <laughs> they, they should be like six and six. Um, I was texting with my uncle, who's a huge Iowa fan, over the weekend. He goes, it's so embarrassing that – we're going to be in the Big Ten Championship game. I wouldn't care. I'd ride that uh, horse till the yeah. end. Uh, Nebraska for three. Penn State at Michigan State. Uh, this is my seven point. This is a Friday night NBC game. Michigan State's had so many night NBC games this year. Uh, Penn State for seven. It's my seven pointer as well. Penn State. Uh, the game, Ohio State at Michigan. 
This has been the Fox Big Noon game since week one. I mean, they put it way in advance. I'm sure it's always at that. noon. It's always yeah. at noon, usually. Um, undefeated. It's amazing how many times we've seen these teams clash undefeated over the years. And I really think both fan bases kind of take it um, for granted at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Buckeyes as the underdog on the road for one point. I'm taking Ohio State for six. Oh, um, my gosh. I hate Michigan. I, I like Ohio State more than Michigan now. I'll I do too. This whole this whole cheating thing and the woe was me. Uh, everyone's against us. Well, you cheated. You got caught. You accepted the penalty because evidence continued to mount against you. And then free Harbaugh shirts. Yeah, uh, I hate yep. it. Yep. Ohio State for yep. six. Indiana at Purdue. Uh, Purdue. I think last I checked, like a two point favorite. So it was a legit toss up, pretty much. Um, Ryan Walters did say today he expects Hudson Card and Nick Scorton, who's one of their best defensive players, both to be available. They both were not against Northwestern, so that will help. Uh, I, I I can't pick against Purdue in the bucket game. Purdue for three. I have Purdue for one. Um, I think Purdue should win fairly easily. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say fairly easily. I, IU has been playing better of late. At least they've been playing close games. They haven't been winning them, but uh, except Wisconsin against. I don't them. think Tom Allen's going anywhere. I'm sorry, Hoosier fans. I, I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Uh, Northwestern at Illinois. Illinois needs it to make a bowl. I have the line. I become a bowl eligible. Line for two. I have Illinois for four. Um, they should be. They're favored. They should beat them. I think Northwestern getting that monkey off their back to get to a bowl after all that stuff. I think they come out. Uh, they, they don't have much play for this week. So maybe, I, I don't know. They, don't know they got the Abra Lincoln, lay Lincoln hat or trophy or whatever it's called. Land of Lincoln El- trophy. Illinois has destroyed them each of the past two <laughs> years by 40 points yeah. each time. So maybe they, maybe they want to come out. And there get you go. But, uh, Wisconsin at Minnesota. This is for the Paul Bunyan axe. Minnesota Minnesota's needs terrible. to become bowl eligible. It's Wisconsin though. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin is in uh, bull eligible now. Um, I got Minnesota at home for some reason for four. I don't know. I Wisconsin for five. I think I kind of, I kind of f- figured who you're going to pick, and I'm like, I'm going to go opposite yeah. a lot of these. And see I think, uh, as of right now, I think Minnesota's the worst team in the Big Ten. Wow. With the way they've played down the stretch, I mean, Purdue yeah. killed them. Yeah. Um, Indiana's I've been in all these close games. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Maryland at Rutgers. Oh, I got Rutgers for five. I have Rutgers for ten. Or ten. Rutgers for two uh, this week. I think uh, they get it done. But uh, top 25 matchups. We have, uh, oh, what's that called? Ole Miss at Mississippi State. The Egg Bowl. Egg Bowl, that's right. Who you got winning that one? Ole Miss. Mississippi yeah. State's awful. Um, We have. Which, do you think Chip Kelly could go there? To where Arkansas? Not Arkansas. What am I talking about? Mississippi, Mississippi State? State. Might be a good fit for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just read Arkansas. That's why. I, well, their their job should be open too. Should, but it's not. Uh, their AD yeah. said that Pittman is coming back. Okay. Probably the second best matchup this weekend because there's not really that many great ones. It's rivalry week, but a lot of these rivals aren't even. I mean, one of them's ranked and the other's not. Number 11, Oregon State at number 6, Oregon. I'm sure Oregon State's not 11 now. Civil War, uh, as they call it. Uh, I'm taking the Ducks. Yeah, give me Oregon. Bo Nix has thrown 35 touchdowns, only two interceptions. I think he wins the Heisman after seeing those. Uh, Kentucky Wildcats at the fight and Jeff Brahms. It's at Louisville, you said? Yes. Uh, Take Louisville. 
Give me a little. Jack Plummer needs one touchdown to hit 20 on the year. Can you believe it? I, it what's, what's even harder to believe is they came out with the bro, Brile, the Broyles uh, semifinalist list today, which goes to the nation's uh, best defense coordinator. Ron English made the list. <laughs> <laughs> he was so bad at Purdue the last two years. Uh, whatever. Uh, number four, Florida State. Jordan Travisless uh, yes. at Florida. I will take the Knowles, but I bet it's a close one. Yeah, Florida State six and a half point favorites. Florida needs it to make a bowl. It's only year two for Billy Napier, but if they they're miss just, the bowl, I think they're done or he's the done. Fall, the fall, man. The fall of. Yeah. Uh, uh, last one here North Carolina at North Carolina State, both eight and three. Ooh, well, give me the Wolfpack. Yeah, give me NC State at home as well. They are underdogs at home, which is kind of surprising. But mm-hmm. uh, give me NC State. Uh, any other uh, college football talk? I just can't believe it's last week of the season. All right, regular what? season. It's yeah. Uh, do you think any Big Ten coach gets fired? No. Obviously, Michigan State's uh, going to be open uh, at the end of the year, but uh, I think Tom Allen's the only one that could. And I, I just don't see. It I happening. agree. Yeah, Allen's the only one that I think that could, uh, but I I don't see it happening either. I, Rule, I think there's Rule good. Just got there. Fickle just got there. So I think Fleck could maybe see get a little warm, but maybe. I don't know what the, I don't know what the expectations are there. I, you know, I yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's that's a tough place to win at too, and he's mm. done a pretty dang good job. So he's mm. he's probably pretty secure. But if they go, mm. say two and ten next year, he might be. Mm. But uh, um, anything else college football related? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of bummed that this last week of the season. I mean, my team's three and eight, but I've still enjoyed watching mm. college football and and watching Purdue. So. Seems like it just started too. I know. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, do you want to talk some NFL here? Yes, I would love to talk some NFL. Um, I think you start with the winners. I start with the losers this week. I think no. I think you are right. I got to no. pull up my list here. Um, well, let's see. Sorry, I'm getting my screens up here. Well, uh, it's no surprise who my first winner is going to be. The hottest team in the NFL right now, my Denver Broncos. <laughs> Four straight wins. They're trying to give me a heart attack. They're trying to give me more gray hair than I already have. Uh, but it feels good to actually care when the game's really close. And it, it feels like it's a meaningful game. And it, it, it feels good to be 5-5 five and five yeah. through 11 weeks after starting out 1-5 and five and losing to your Dolphins by 50 points and giving up <laughs> 70 points. It's just hard to believe that this team's 500 now and they've beat some pretty decent teams along the way. Kansas City at Buffalo, and then uh, even the Vikings who are in the playoff picture. So he, they did beat Green Bay, who's not very good. Yeah, but uh, they're not getting it done. Pretty. It reminds me of the Tim Tebow year for sure. But a <laughs> win's a win at the end of the day. I don't care how they got to do it. Um, yeah. Um, and you look at the AFC playoff picture. Um, Tumbled mess. It is, and Denver's only a game back of a terrible Steelers team that I think will start to flatline. Um, the Browns are 7-3, and three and they come to Denver, so this is a big one this week. Which the uh, Browns got great defense, but I think Denver's defense might be able to rattle the rookie quarterback a little bit. Yeah, Cleveland without their starting quarterback and star running back. Um, Buffalo should get in. They're a good team, I yeah. will say it. Um, but then you have Cincinnati Bengals with backup quarterback now. 
So I think uh, Denver's put themselves in position to be in position, which uh, after watching them give up 70 points, yeah. I don't think anyone thought that was possible. But uh, Sean Payton knows what he's doing. It's a whole different – and credit to Vance Joseph. I wanted him fired multiple times this Lifetime season. Lifetime extension. Coming. He, uh, new scheme. Even they have some players, some different players playing than they did at Miami. Some guys who are on that defense aren't even on the team anymore. So yeah. um, credit credit Maybe. what credit to do. Guys like Frank Clark and, and Randy, Randy Gregory, Gregory, kind of a cancer in the locker room. That's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Play some young guys, yeah. see what happens. And yeah. it's, it's, I mean, and, and it's when you when you turn over teams like they have uh, the last three games, four, four, and three. <laughs> that helps. You're 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 gonna mm-hmm. have a chance. So yeah, uh, my first winner is a team that lost yesterday, and that's the Chicago Bears. Um, that was a an incredible tank loss up 12 with four <laughs> minutes left found a way to lose. Um, Justin Fields looked good. Um, defense looked pretty good until the end. And uh, their head coach, Matt Eberflus. Um, he's terrible. Is terrible. And I think he will be gone. And their offensive coordinator, Luke gets, he's terrible. Panthers lost for him. Giants won for them. So uh, it was, it was, it was a good day for the bears. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams. Um, good win against the Seahawks. I know Geno Smith got hurt. And Drew Locke kind of helped the Rams there. But the Rams have lost four straight. And they needed something to go right for them. And they got that win. And uh, I still think they're a talented team. But they're just a tough team to figure out. But just just the fact that they uh, they beat a Seahawks team that had a good record coming in. Um, made yep. my winner list. Um, Cleveland Browns. I'll throw them in there. Seven and three. People thought they'd be four and 13, five and 12 this year, and they've already exceeded expectations. Miles Garrett might be the best pound for pound player in football. Um, and this, they're doing it without their running back, too, and uh, Nick Chubb, and uh, keep finding ways to get it done. And uh, the Steelers are terrible. I can, can he pick is Kenny Pickett the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, not named Tim Boyle? Well, I was gonna say it probably was Zach Wilson, even though. I still I think, think Zach, Zach Wilson's, Wilson's good enough to be a backup. He just had nothing around him. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett. I was rooting for the guy. I was, um, but so I thought it was a cool story from Pittsburgh. Blah 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 blah. Kind of cool. But and I thought he was gonna have a big year this year. And I think you said the same thing. And it just has not been. I've there. I I think my exact words were I've heard people put him in a gold jacket this off season. So I'm rooting against. I'm him. gonna have to go yeah, back and uh, go back I, and look that up. That's what I said, but. Uh, yeah, give me the Browns for my uh, second winner. Uh, my third winner, I will go with the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, good bounce back win. They they lost a heartbreaker on Monday night against the against the Broncos, and then be a division rival in the Jets, and not only beat them but thrashed them. Uh, I still think Ken Dorsey was the fall guy, but their offense did look a lot better than it has. But I will say, when you're clean with the football, it's amazing what happens too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, now that, uh, oh, what's, what's their offensive coordinator's name now? Ken Dorsey. Uh, oh, no. oh, oh, um, it's, um, it's Joe the, Brady. Yes. The guy who, who was at LSU and then yeah, went to Joe Carolina. Brady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my last winner, uh, I'm going to throw the dolphins in there, uh, for this reason only, um, they won ugly. And okay. for There's... the first, you know, six wins of the year, they won with flash and style and, blowing teams out, scoring 70 points, 40 points, 35 points, 500 yards of total offense. And um, they were sloppy yesterday, three turnovers, including two of them inside their own 30. 
Um, but man, that defense, now that it's fully healthy, is going to be by the end of the year one of the best units in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Ramsey has been back for three games. He's been targeted 13 times, only given up five catches, has three interceptions, a forced fumble, uh, including the game winning interception yesterday in the end zone. Jalen Phillips is back and healthy, five sacks over his last four games. Nick Chubb having the best start of a to a season he's had in a while. Uh, he has six sacks. Um, Javon Holland, he's the number one rated safety in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. David Long, number one rated run-stopping linebacker in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. Avion Howard's playing the best uh, football he's played in two or three years. Um, so the defense will keep him in every single game, you know, which was not the case earlier in the year. And um, you know the offense is going to score enough points. So I think uh, winning ugly was something they needed to prove, and they they did it yesterday. So. They're my last one. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, I think the biggest loser of the weekend of the week, I should say, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the loss wasn't that big of a deal, honestly, but losing your star quarterback in Joe Burrow, who uh, should start getting some injury prone kind of talk about him like some other quarterbacks do, because now he's missed <laughs> half half of his rookie year. He uh, hurt his calf and missed all preseason to start the year. Looked terrible the first three or four games because he didn't have a preseason. And uh, now he has this uh, wrist issue that he has surgery on. So uh, pretty big, I mean, huge, huge loss for the NFL as a whole because they were expecting the Bengals to, you know, be Super Bowl contenders again. But uh, I am going to call them done. Yeah, they're done. They're uh, done. Current juncture. They're yeah. done. Um, maybe if the, if the trade deadline wasn't around, they could have went and got like Ryan Tannehill or something. They'd give themselves a chance, but yeah. no, they're done. Yeah. They're done. Um, I'm going to kind of piggyback off that, and I don't have a team as my first loser, but I just have a category, quarterback staying healthy. Yeah, We've seen so many quarterbacks go down this year, um, starters in particular, go down for long periods of time, if not season any injuries, and not sure what the cause of that is. Um, you know, yeah. they make up all these rules to protect the quarterback, um, a few more than I think uh, are needed, but um, – I don't know. It's just it's just been one of those crazy years. The NFL's been so unpredictable this year. Yeah. I think and luck luck is gonna go into whoever wins the Super Bowl. They're gonna have luck yeah. on their side. Um, I think quarterback play is at the lowest it's been in decades. Uh there's what five, six, maybe seven really good quarterbacks. Well, where, I really I mean, think like sorry to cut you off there. I, I really think think that like right now we're seeing stats are great and all. But being clean with the football is more important now than ever before. Yeah. Just not turning it over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we grew up with the Manning brothers and Brady and Ben Roethlisberger and Rivers and Favre and we we Breeze. And and Breeze. Yeah, Breeze. How could I forget Breeze? He has all the records. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Now we just – we have what? One guy I consider – I would consider like a super, superstar, and that's Pat Mahomes. Um, so yeah, which you have on our fancy matchup tonight, you son of a gun. Yeah. I think I need what 15 or 16. Points. Yeah. Yeah. Should, so, should yeah. be able to do it. Yeah, we'll see. Though. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, uh, second loser, uh, the LA chargers, <laughs> um, every I mean, it's, even as a Bronco week, fan, it's painful. The it's times to watch. painful to watch. I mean, <laughs> um, it is absolutely pathetic. Um, they are. I, I, they find ways to lose, which we've been oh. saying this forever, but uh, Herbert makes a fantastic throw and the guy just drops it. And that would have put him in field goal range. They would have tied it at least. 
Um, but and I, I I've been on record saying how unclutch Justin Herbert is. Um, yesterday wasn't his fault. The week before was wasn't no. his fault. But man, do they 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 play some great games? Well, um, they do because they're always close. But they are always the team coming out on the losing side. And now you have Brandon Staley ripping to shred a uh, reporter who asked him if he was going to continue to call defensive <laughs> plays, uh, which that's, that's usually a sign that you're maybe have one or two weeks left in you <laughs> before you're fired. And I'm honestly surprised he hasn't been fired yet. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I can't stand the chargers, but it is, it is painful to watch because yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being a charger fan. Oh, oh man. Um, one of my loose Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we've talked about it. Their yeah. defense is playing good, but their offense is just atrocious. Can't get anything going. You're not going to win games scoring 10 points. Yeah. Um, um, I saw a video clip of Kenny Pickett. Each throw Kenny Pickett made that was across the first down line or more than 10 yards in the air incomplete on every single one of them. <laughs> um, it was pretty pathetic to watch. Um, and honestly, you could see it starting week one against San Francisco, how bad he was going to be. Right. But um, My last loser is the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, played a bad Rams team that does have talent. I'll give them that. But uh, they found a way to lose that one. I know Gino went out for a little while and Drew Locke came in and threw an interception. But um, that's a bad loss for a team that wanted to stay in uh, the division race. Yep. My last loser, the Washington Commanders, uh-huh. they lost to a – uh, Tommy DeVito and the and the New York Giants, um, and then they and they killed me in my uh, pick'em league. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Denver, real quick, Kareem Jackson, man, he's got to stop. He's not going to learn, Josh. <laughs> he just got suspended four games unpaid um, a- after just coming back from a two game suspension, right, or two or three well, games. Wait, 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 wait. They they did suspend him today. I didn't see this. Yeah, four four games. Mm, great. Well, I hope PJ Locks ready. If not, Turner Yell's got to play, and the oh, schedule man. just got a lot more difficult. No, yeah. I that's news to me. I I had been on Twitter the last couple mm. hours, so oh yeah. fun. Yeah, he's never gonna learn. He needs to. That was stop. dirty too. That that was he went yeah, head on he, into him. He obviously can't. He can't make adjustments. So yeah, great. Yeah, they they won't lower this one. Last one they lowered it from four to two. Yeah, he he, he, he literally just came back. Did he was last night his first game back? Or he yeah, played, and he uh, played all one hundred percent snaps too last night. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, NFL pick him. I beat you, as I said. So uh, I kind of uh-huh. be getting pretty close to. Uh, Ah, well, not even close. We we got like eight weeks left. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, love, love, love Thursday uh, football on Thanksgiving. Three games. So we have the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. And the Lions are good this year. So it's, yeah, it's actually going to yeah. be enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Uh, they survived a scare yesterday from the Bears. So they get another in-division rival who in-division rivals know each other better than anybody. You play them twice a year. Uh, Packers starting to play better, but give me the Lions for 15. I have the Lions for 15 as well. Uh, Detroit's always tough, regardless of how bad they are um, on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, but this is a really good Detroit team. So uh, Lions for 15. Washington at Dallas. This is going to be a killing. And Dallas yeah. has such a sweet spot right now on their schedule. Cowboys for 16. Cowboys for 16 as well. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. I like the Niners on the road here, even with Geno playing, uh, which was announced he's going to. Niners for 10. I have the Niners for nine. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Yeah, Black Friday game. Um, mm-hmm. 
Dolphins for 12. I have the Dolphins for eight. If they can't beat Tim Boyle, um, <laughs> Tim Boyle at in college at UConn, 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions. Uh, in the NFL, he has three touchdowns and nine interceptions. Um, I am nervous about it, though, because the Jets' defense is good and Tua's struggled against uh, – no, oh, no, he hasn't really struggled against the Jets, Stephen. Timmy's, Timmy's going. Year. Timmy's going down, and T Money Wiggles coming in to sling it all over the. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, this game's gonna be trash. Um, Saints for three, and I'm really not sure why. I have the Saints for seven, and I'm really not sure why either. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. I was just ripping the Steelers' offense, but I'm picking them to win for two because I just don't think Browning can get anything going for the Bengals. I'm I'm sticking with the Bengals for four. I think Pittsburgh is bottom two or three team in the AFC, and they're six Ooh. and four. Uh, Carolina Panthers at the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Pan- Panthers are um, Frank Rice probably end up getting fired, even though he probably shouldn't. But their their G- their GM and owners aren't very good there in Carolina. They're not patient. They're terrible. Uh, uh, give me the Titans for 11. I have the Titans for 10. Uh, yeah, Carolina's owner, David Tepper, <clears throat> he inserted himself and forced them to trade up to number one overall, forced them to take Bryce Love um, Young. Bryce Young. I do it every single week. Bryce man. Love used to play for Stanford. He's I do it back. every <laughs> single week. Uh, Titans for 10. Tampa Bay Bucks at the Indianapolis Colts, who are right in the thick uh, of things as well. Yeah, Colts Colts coming off a bye week. Uh, give me the Colts for six. I have the Colts for three. Do you, do you think, uh, speaking of Buccaneers, do you think Raheem Morris, do you think he keeps his job? Probably not. I think he gets one more year. I think Maybe. He's close, uh, yeah. Not Raheem Morris. Uh, head coach? Uh, um, Todd not Bowles. Raheem Morris. Top, Todd thank Bowles. you. I get those yeah. two confused. Yep, thank you. Yeah, I, I I was thinking, I think Raheem Morris is on staff, though. <laughs> he might be. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he, he probably gets one more year. Uh, New England Patriots at the New York Giants. This is going to be awful. Um, I think the Patriots will be looking for a new head coach. I do, too. Um, not sure about the Giants. Uh, I am taking the Patriots for one. I'm taking the Giants for one. I'm I, I'm rolling with that Italian Tommy DeVito there in New York. You're a line eye. My yeah, my line. It looks looks like a the Sopranos character um, out there. He's a he's he's starting to get a pretty big name mainly because he plays for the Giants and he's right super Italian. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. I'm taking the Jags for nine. I'm taking the Texans for six. I don't believe in Trevor Lawrence at all. CJ um, threw three picks yesterday. Finally, finally had a little rookie struggle, but they won. But they won. Yep. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos for four. I'm believing in that mile high magic right now. And for some reason, Russell Wilson turns into Tim Tebow in the fourth quarter. And <laughs> I'm taking the Broncos for five. I'm actually more confident. Oh, there's the kiss of death. Yeah, I know. I sh- you're you're lucky I didn't book it. Uh, um the LA Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh Rams for five. I have the Rams for two. Uh Kansas City Chiefs at the Vegas Raiders. Chiefs for 13. I have the Chiefs for 14. Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles for seven. I have the Eagles for 13. Baltimore Ravens at the L.A. Chargers. Ravens for eight. I have the Ravens for 12. Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings for 14. I have the Vikings for 11. It's going to do it for picks. Yes. Um, I, I have not done a book it yet, and I will do that real quick. Um, Purdue, Purdue will win the Maui. That that is my uh, 
that that is my bucket. So I'm 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 very sorry to uh, do that to you, T Dog. But uh, yeah, you Jay- are. I see him in your face. <laughs> Jayman's bucket predicts of the week. Brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto. Business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering.infb.com. Book it. Well, my word association segment is Big Ten Basketball featured. Yeah. I like what you did last week. So what I did this week is next Tuesday, November 28th, is the Tina J. Man Show's seventh birthday. No kidding. It is the seventh birthday. So we'll be talking about that more next Monday since we're having a show. I should bake uh, a next- cake. <laughs> Yeah, then you're going to eat it and make me jealous because um, I could make a cake too, but it would not turn out well. Um, so I like how last week you picked Big Ten football players back in 2012. Well, since the Tan and J-Man show, first episode was 2016, I went through and picked a random guy on every Big Ten team in 2016. Man, I hated that Illinois team, so I'm excited to see who you got for me. Well, we're starting right with Illinois because we're going right. out back order. Tracy Abrams. Abrams, he was there about 10 years pre-COVID because he blew out his knee twice. Um, bulldog of a point guard. I, I really liked him, and it's a shame that uh, they weren't better his senior year. Well, they were in the NIT his senior year, but uh, he he deserved to at least have one more NCAA tournament appearance. He did go a sophomore year. But. That was an interesting roster. I like that. It's terrible. Malcolm Ma- Hill and a lot of – Mav Morgan and Khalid yeah. – Lu- no, that – yeah, Khalid Lewis Yeah, was Khalid Lewis before. was there, yeah. Oh, yeah. he was. Oh, boy. Yeah, he was on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Indiana, James Blackman Jr., Bust. Good shooter. Couldn't guard a chair. Um, seems like Indiana's pretty, had quite a few busts. Uh, five-star guys. Uh, I'm five pretty star? sure I saw him at breakfast a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we, we He's from him. Fort Wayne originally, so. Yeah, we saw him okay. play um, in that holiday tournament in 2010. Yes, yes he went to Bishop Lures, yep. Um, Iowa, Peter Jock. He, that dude could score. Um, that, that kind of started... Iowa kind of turned it around a little bit, not turn it around a little bit because they were pretty good previous years with Aaron White and those guys. But uh, from him, it went to Luca Garza, to the Murray Twins, to whoever they got now. But uh, they've always had one really, really good player. Uh, J-Man uh, killer here, Marilyn Mellow Trimble. Oh, man, he'd whip his head back trying to get fouls called. He... He, he did he ever get better? For, he was really good his freshman year, and he was really good throughout. But I don't think he got better. Yeah. But no. uh, yeah, Michigan Derek Walton Jr. Good point guard. He got some, better. Yeah, on, on some good Michigan te- teams. Him and Zach Irvin uh, were kind of uh, the duo. Then um, who else did they have? Um, Mitch McGarry. What was that? Uh, that, that was earlier. Okay. Um. I'm trying to think who their big guy. Oh, like uh, DJ Wilson and uh, Mo Wagner, maybe. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. Michigan State, Aaron Harris. Man, he was a transfer, wasn't he, from West Virginia? Mm-hmm. He's from Indiana originally. He blew out his knee mm-hmm. at Purdue. Yes, I think you're right. Um, yeah, I, I, rem- I remember that. He's was, he was a pretty good guard, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Minnesota, Nate Mason. Good point guard. Him, Jordan Murphy. Those were some pretty good Minnesota teams that Patino built there. Jordan Murphy he, was a beast. Patino was Big Ten Coach of the Year that year, 16-17. Yeah, I think I think they got a four seed or something in the NCAA tournament and lost um, – they lose to Michigan State maybe in the round of 32. It was really weird because I remember they played them in the round of 32. 
uh, which doesn't happen very often where conference foes face off. But yeah, Nate, Nate Mason was a good point guard though. Nebraska, Ty Webster. Oh man. Um, Australian, I believe. Um, he kind of had a Kasai Tomanaga kind of stretch where he got hot towards the end of the year one year. Uh, those were decent Nebraska teams with 10 miles there. Uh, but uh, he, he was solid. Northwestern, Scotty Lindsay. Athletic, um, decent shooter, pre- pretty good player on some mediocre to bad teams. But, uh, well, I guess those teams were pretty good because I'm pretty sure that team went to the NCAA tournament that year. Derek Pardon, the boys. Uh, but, yeah, Scotty Lindsay was pretty good. Ohio State, Jay Sean Tate. He's hanging around the NBA. He's a, like a six-four <laughs> power forward, but he's hanging around the NBA somehow. Um, lefty, uh, kind, kind of, uh, kind of reminds me of Roger Powell a little bit, undersized, but uh, got her done. Penn State, Mike Watkins. Oh man, he's a big guy. Blocked a ton of shots. Looks like he was forty. He, yeah, he, he looked old from the time he stepped on campus. Tony Carr was on those teams. Um, yeah. Purdue, Vince Edwards. Kind of, kind of an underrated, uh, forgotten about Purdue player a little bit. He was good. Of course, he had, <clears throat> he had Isaac Haas and the Midwestern Cowboy. And Biggie um, Swan again there. on that and, team. And, and Biggie was on that team as well. And then Carson came after. But mm-hmm. uh, good player. Good, good. He, he could score, shoot, rebound, pass. He kind of did it all. Long I kind of called him a, I called him a Swiss Army knife at Purdue because yeah. he did a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, uh, two more here. Rutgers, Corey Sanders. Man, he could score. I remember he put bucket. up over 40 against Illinois as a freshman um, in a triple overtime game. Uh, and then he tore Indiana up uh, in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, was it that year or the year after? And the next year, because he and Baker tore Purdue up too, and Purdue was lucky to get out, out of that game. Because I That's was there right. at the Garden. Oh, my God. That place was rocking. Yeah. This Rutgers fans. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wisconsin, Nigel Hayes. Kind kind of the same as Vince Edwards a little bit, kind of understated because he played with Sam Decker and um, Frank Kaminsky, and he 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 was really good as a sophomore. But when he had to become the dude, he wasn't nearly as good. I think Ethan Happ kind of became the yep. dude there. But uh, good player uh, could really do it kind of all. He could rebound. He's a decent shooter for his size. Uh, pretty good player. And that's good dude like for that the worst. Thank you. That's going to do for the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Legacy Every Week, Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting in 2024, Performer Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, and you look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Josh Allen, I wonder if he goes by J Man. Most most losers do. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> uh, he has scored the most touchdowns of any quarterback in NFL history through the first six years of a career. Can you name the two quarterbacks he has passed this year? Oh, no, I can't. I can't <laughs> think people. Six years, slain the rock. Uh, six years, slain the rock. Um, 
Dan Marino and John Elway. Oh, good get you do get a par. Okay. Uh Dan Marino is correct. Patty Mahomes. Ah. He, he he passed Mahomes yesterday. Crazy thing about Mahomes is he didn't play his first year. So he, he That's right. Lap, he'd be lapping the field had he uh, done that. But uh right. Yeah, you, you you'll get a par. I'm, I'm sure you'll take uh, a par. I'm actually happy with the par, so yeah. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving, everybody. Eat a lot of food. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show.